Hello and welcome to another edition of the Godfrey's Law Real Business Solutions Podcast. I'm your host Brad McDonald and today I'm joined by the wonderful Louise Neville from Accounting Solutions just down the road. Yeah, well thanks for inviting me. It's, it's great to be down here at Godfrey Law. Great, thank you. And uh, we're neighbours, you're not far away, so no. we're in the same hood, in the Sydenham hood together. Yeah, do which, a bit of business together, which is great. Exactly, yep. And um, so look, um, today, the topic of today's podcast is something that uh, is obviously massive in the news right now in New Zealand, is, is what's happened uh, with Cyclone Gabrielle and the after effects and the devastation that it has um, wrecked across the North Island and particularly uh, Northland, Auckland and the, the poor people in the Hawke's Bay. And really what we're going to have a chat about today is recovery from disaster because you and yes. I are no strangers to that, sadly. No, no that's right. So um, it is a very sad time for oh. all everyone suffering and involved. Um, and my heart goes out to everybody who has lost someone and what you're going through and the clean-up, um, what you have ahead of you. Uh and as well, I would actually, or what we'd really like to do is give some hope. Uh, a hope is really mm. important, isn't it, through this time? Um, 100%, yeah. Taking ourselves back, I mean, I think I cried for 48 hours when I suddenly realised how much we had lost and how different our lives were going to be. Um, picked myself back up and then started to move forward. Uh, but it's that shock, isn't it? Sitting in the shock of it all. Uh, and knowing what, or not knowing, it's more like what is outside your control. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And I saw someone describe that that shock that you're referencing, Louise, uh, as bewilderment. Yes. That total state of bewilderment. Your whole uh, world and frame of reference has been upended. Yes, yes. Completely. And, and you have this plan for the future of what it looks like without you probably even realising you, you know, you just expect to come home to your house at night, don't you? And and sit in the chair you sit in and, <laughs> and and do the things you do, but it's all been ripped out from under you. Exactly. Yeah, so I think, you know, thinking back for us to um, uh, Christchurch uh, 2010 and probably more so 2011, the earth, devastating earthquakes that mm. hit uh, our city and region. And, you know, I think uh, certainly for me in the days and, and probably weeks that followed it, you know, that again, that sense of bewilderment and just mm. what the hell has just happened and, and actually needing that time to try and process what's happened. And I think yes. that's really important is that, you know, you, these people, and as we were back in the day, are in a t state of shock, you know, mm. and trying to reorientate yourself is going to take some time. That's right. And you feel really um, un un unsteady really, don't you? Unsteady mm. on decisions, unsteady where to go for help and what to do. Um, and if I look back at that, uh, I had a mentor on the side and if anyone could grab a friend or someone they know or a colleague to help them, um, mm. one of the biggest things I think is talking, talking through your emotions, talking through your heartache just what I said is how you saw the future and how it is now for you and just getting it all out, like just keep talking and talking it through. Um, mm. I think that's important. 100%. And I think um, one of the other things is that, you know, it's going to take time. Yes. You know, like this, that old cliched thing, you know, time heals everything. Mm. And, of course, everything has radically changed and adjusting to, I guess, what we've we've coined during the pandemic, the new normal, if you like, if there is such a thing. Yeah. That's going to take time. And I think 
one of the learnings I had is you need to allow yourself time to breathe, yes. to sit with what's happened, to try and process it in so far as you can. And I think that's a really important uh, point you raise about talking with other trusted people yes. to try and get a sense of bearing or perspective yep. and some support. Yes, and um, community. That's massive. I mean, we yep. used to go to the Ferry Mead pub before we went up the hill every day. One, because we had no power, we had no toilets, <laughs> we had no water. <laughs> um, but it was, and it wasn't to go and have a drink. It was actually to sit with everyone else that was up on the hill. And we all, it was a place to congregate and yep. be and talk about what what was going on for you that day. And it was a real healing place, but it was a place that really gave you strength to see other people going through the same things. Mm -hmm. And so it almost became normal. And it was weird. I still remember going out of Christchurch for the first time, going to a different town. I think it was um, Auckland. And there was no road cones everywhere. Um, <laughs> but th that's further down. That's further down the track. But, but still, you start to think your place is the normal, what's going on everywhere in New Zealand yes. or the world. And um, so you get a sense of belonging which is quite nice. So hopefully that will start to come in the next few weeks. Yes. Sense of belonging and that you're not in this alone. And that's the other big thing is uh, if you're like me, it's very hard to ask for help mm. and to accept help. But I, there is one thing I learned from it is <laughs> if someone wants to make you a meal, let them. Um, mm. Because now I look back like 11 years later and I still remember all those meals people gave us and – I had we had um, family come from all over New Zealand to come and help us. They brought diggers and all sorts, mm. and I'm grateful forever for what they did for, um, for our family. Yes, um, it, accept that help um, because it's part of gratitude and part of life. And mm -hmm. let people know it's okay to also ask for help. Yes, good point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I think it's really interesting you talking about. Um, you know, uh, going it alone and thinking you can do everything. And I, mm. I think that's, um, you know, maybe uh, a number of professional and other business owners are probably of that mindset, so I can appreciate where you're coming from. I think I had a bit of that in myself as well, and I think one of the lessons I took from it, picking up from what you've said, Louise, is, uh, you know, realising that you, no man or woman is an island unto themselves. Mm. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to show, um, you know, weakness or need or, or, or your emotions uh, yes. that you're not coping. Yeah. Um, because, you know, and I know the term gets bandied around a lot and people maybe get a little bit sick of it, but, you know, extra, extraordinary times or events, yes. you know, unprecedented for these people. Mm. They were unprecedented for us. There was no rule book. I think people forget that. They think, you know, look, there's, there's A, there's B, there's C, and you join the dots. Well, here. No, it, it's all, it's never happened before like mm. this, the scale of that flood and, and the devastation that went through. Um, and the other thing I think is don't feel guilty. I remember first seeing a runner out, and I it was possibly two weeks or even the week of the earthquake. And I thought, how can they be running? How can they possibly be running when there is so much disaster? But that's that is not a way to think. It is I actually was jealous. They've actually right. got on with. <laughs> they can actually manage to function to run. Um, but that's really important. Is don't feel guilty about um, you getting on with things and trying to get um, into your action, like getting yep. in action. I think that's an important thing too. Is yes. Write a list and make sure it's achievable and do half of what is on it. Like if you plan to do five things in a day, 
If you've got to two, that is amazing. And cross things off and keep them crossed off, but keep them on the screen or whatever so you can actually see your progress yes. as well. And I think those um, picking up on the, on the running pace, I'm not a runner and I think I'd fall over if I tried, but um, those self-care rituals I think are very important mm. and I think it can be easy for those sorts of things in these times of extraordinary stress and upheaval to let those sorts of things go by the wayside. Yes. But I think hanging on to those things, those little pieces of normalcy mm. or normality, if you can, are so important because you still need to try and carve time out for yourself and amongst all this madness. Well, and that good old saying is you can only do so much for other people before you burn out. Yep. You actually have to look after yourself as well. Mm. And that's a big thing is for you to go off and try and fix your business and work in your business and mm. get that right. Meanwhile, the neighbour is an absolute, you know, shambles. Yes. Remember that you do have to get that balance in life where you go and look after that priority list. Yep. You know, it's that priority of your income and your employees and looking after that stream, but also keeping the balances. There's also home, there's the children, and there's your partner. Yes. It's that whole trying to cope and manage a little bit in every area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and another guest I've had on this podcast refers to the th- the concept of the three fires, which is, you know, your, your personal fire, yes. y- your home fire, your relationship fire, and yes. then your work fire. Yes. And you've got to tend all of them and some of them to greater or lesser degrees at varying times. But yes. don't neglect them. No, that's right. We worked all day in the business and went home and worked. Sometimes we would go and be in the community mm-hmm. and the children had to leave um, and go to mum and dad's in Nelson. But we would work often till one or two in the morning on our personal side mm. and then be back in the office to help clients all day long. But it was actually a lovely flow. Now, if we'd had children in that mix, of course, that night would be the children. Yes. Um, and it would still be till one or two in the morning, I'd say. <laughs> but it, it, it is. It's making sure you still – because it's easy for us to leave our, our things till last and yep. do it last. But my big suggestion is get in, do it first. Mm. And some people may say, wait, and the insurance companies will sort it out. Uh, we <laughs> were we jumped in first, and we were the um, second, third, and fourth through the red zone um, selling process. Yes, that got us into a new home for the children, um, and it, it just it just worked. And yep. hey, if we'd waited, we probably would have got twice the money. But gee, we wouldn't have had an easier life with the kids and and had them back in their schools and and everyone ha- getting happy. You know, happy family again. Yes. Yeah. I think the other big thing is um, watching out for the children mm-hmm. is the um, the talk that if you listening to the TV, that was one thing I did pretty fast, turned it off. Yeah, It was just looking at your own surroundings destroyed and it would get, get you so depressed mm-hmm. at which mm-hmm. um, we can do that and, and as people can do that themselves with their own eyes, they can see yeah. it. So having it repeated on TV, it's like sw- flick the switch, anything that makes you depressed, the, the radio, whatever it is, turn it off, and especially for the children's sake. 100%. And, yeah, I, um, we did that very quickly. Yeah. 
That's really wise words because I think, you know, obviously as we all know we live in this media-saturated world where everything's bombarding us constantly if we choose to look at it. And I, I thoroughly um, uh, concur with that comment is that, that looking at all of that um, you know, information on the news and the media on the internet was just too overwhelming. It was. And that's for me where that sort of that sense of hopelessness started yes. to creep in. It's too big, it's too hard. Yes. You know, oh my God, the sky's fallen and, you know, it's just I give up. Yeah. You know? yep. So I think that's a really, really positive piece of advice for people listening to this podcast is that you need to control what you listen to and what you see. It's not that you're being blind to the reality of life or what's happened, mm, mm. but you've got to conserve your energy, make sure your own bucket's filled up first before you go and try and fill up other people's buckets. Yes, yes, yep. and and I love that thing that you said about rituals. Mm. Keep your rituals that you do, or even just a little bit. If you used to go to the gym for an hour, try 10 minutes or 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. or It's just doing something that gives you back some normality in life, um, Yes. Whatever that was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I guess, Louise, one of the big things, you know, because human beings, we, we like and we crave certainty. Yes. You know, how long is this going to take? When, when is it going to return to normal? And I think probably COVID showed us that, that, you know, there's a new normal, supposedly. Yes. And, you know, life is probably not going to be entirely the way it was before because it can't be, you know, houses are demolished as they were in Christchurch, new houses are built in their place and and things change as they always do. Mm. And I guess there is no roadmap to that process and that that can be very frustrating, can't it? It can. And I think um, for business owners, my big thing would be if you could wave that magic wand and look at your ideal business of how you wanted it in five or ten years' time and what's going on around the world in your industry, mm. hey, could you create that now and work towards that and get a business to be the most modern, innovative business that there is in New Zealand, mm-hmm. now is your chance. Because one thing you may forget about is insurance. And a lot of our clients, we saw that their businesses actually, even though they weren't operating with sales or minimal sales, they actually still made the same sort of profit. In fact, some even did better. Mm. And um, as long as you work that out properly with your insurance of get a professional to help you with your insurance claim. Yes. So we got um, lawyers and accountants involved. And by doing, by getting both sides involved, wherever there's numbers, get your accountants involved. Yep. Wherever there's um, legal side, you, we t- we had lawyers help us with our final claim that went through. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's most of it's um, covered anyway with an insurance cover, uh, which is fantastic. So um, where you put your expenses makes a massive difference in those claims to how much you actually get back. Mm-hmm. So if you've got it right from the start and then – and then comparing periods, you know, you might have an anomaly period, especially through COVID. So you can change all of that and work with a broker rather than direct insurance companies. A yes. broker knows how to write these policies out properly, your claim forms, so you get the um, right cover as well, mm-hmm. or the right amount that is owed to you. Mm-hmm. Um what about, um, sorry, Louise, just a thought that's come into my head. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you're involved, but, you know, for example, uh, those business owners out there who might be needing um, professional advice and struggling to maybe pay, pay for it or worry about how they're going to pay for it, the Regional Partners Network and, and their ability to help. Yes, and there's also um, the resolution, um, insurance resolution, I don't know their proper 
the name, but they were formed here in Christchurch. They got announced this week that that they're going to be putting that in place up there as well. Right. But um, so talk to your advisors. I, I guess, would is talk what you're to advisors. Yeah. You'll probably find uh, talk to your accountant because they may be able to get grants. Um, mm-hmm. We had grants come available for us, and I I looked on the website last night, and, and as of um, what date are we? We're about the 20th of February. 20th of Feb today, correct. Yes. Yep. Um, then is what you need to do is um, pop on the website, um, the government website for business, and just check to see what is available for grants because they come out and that's where you can go and get 100% yes. of your um, fee covered uh, to help you out in this time. Great. Yep, so that'd be, uh, I think that'd be mb, mbie.govt.nz. That's one. Yep, to those listening. Yep. Um, the other the other thing to do is work with Inland Revenue. So yes. in, we had a special um, law pass where they could actually wipe penalty and use of money interest. Mm-hmm. The, in the Act, you can wipe interest, um, well, Inland Revenue can, at, at their discretion. But a special law came out where they could also uh, wipe penalty and then we did a lot of uh, just debt write-off because of hardship. Mm-hmm. So all of those, hopefully, the, something will come out, will be available to um, – and if it doesn't, there's still hardship where you can get things written off. Yes. Uh, so, again, work with your accountant on it, though, because yep. it's all how you word it and mm. what you present to Inland Revenue – um, so yeah, yeah, it's got to be done correct. It's got to be done properly and correctly in the in the format that they expect, etc. So have the best chance to you know. Yes, uh, yeah. there's also another thing to do is work with your accountant on um, budgeting. So if you're just feeling really mm. overwhelmed and don't know where to go, just sitting down and doing the week's cash flow, the month the three months, the six months. And if you can get yourself out to a year, I know it's really hard to do when you're sitting in total disaster around you. But if you can get yourself out to a year, it helps you see light at the end of the tunnel Yeah, and see things getting back to normal. Um, and why we're focusing on now, if you can do a budget like that, but then also do a business recovery plan, and um, I'm I'm happy to work with your accountant free of charge so they can learn how to do a business recovery plan if they already don't know how to. Um, I'll definitely do that and um, get your budget together and an application and get along to the bank uh, with a plan around it mm-hmm. um, of exactly how you're going to go forward for your next year. But see this as an opportunity Jump yourself yep. out five years and go, where would I really like to have my business? And think of your clients. You may have just lost all your clients. Um, you might have had your products all destroyed. Uh, your whole business may not look as it was. Mm. Remember back at COVID how people re-engineered um, distilleries, didn't they? And they put mm. them into, um, instead of making gin and beer, they started making hand sanitizer. That's right, yeah. You know, it's yep. like that innovation, this... Um, Number eight wire. Yeah. <laughs> the the IP, how, how can you get um, artificial intelligence into your business and mm-hmm. um, AI? And this is a time yep. for real... Radical um, reinvention. It really is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Heap of yeah. opportunity, Louise. Yes, it is. Yep. And it's about the sooner you can get earning some revenue again, getting your employees right, because I know it's hard trying to pay a massive wage bill and have no income coming in. Mm-hmm. So that's where the banks come into it. Yeah, and if you can get to the banks, and but you need to do some planning to show them how you're going to move forward and get out of this. Yes. But you might even need to pivot and make a totally different business. Mm. Uh, but you have you have the resources. You have yourself. You are where you are today, and and how great you are because of you. And you can take that and carry on and reinvent yourself. Yeah. So. Um, you have your structure around you, you have your people, your contacts, and your employees. Mm -hmm. So if you can hold on to your employees, I saw businesses that had to let all their staff go and then others that kept them. And the ones that kept Mm. their team, um, we boomed at probably about year two, it would have been, wouldn't it? Year two, we absolutely boomed. And those people that kept their staff on, they may have lost 150000 in the mix, but those employees are still with them today. Yep, 100%. So um, it's – and remember, this is going to tighten the market labour um, in New Zealand even tighter mm. because everyone's going to swamp to your area. And without you realising, your economy around you is absolutely going to boom. So have faith and have hope. I think that's really important. Yeah, two very key messages, Louise, faith and hope, which are hugely important. And I think – what you've showed today with your uh, wealth of experience and, and knowledge uh, and wisdom is that you know having a plan behind you know your faith yes. and hope yes. is absolutely crucial. Yes. Uh, as anyone on the ground in those zones, let alone a business owner who this podcast is interested in particularly, is that you need the old saying: uh, "Failing to plan is planning to fail." So you've got to get that plan. You've got to plan out your next year as hard as that might be. Yep. But that's going to give you a focus. It's going to give you something to strive towards and work towards when everything else feels uncertain and falling apart around the edges, no doubt, mm. uh, in your personal life. And some light at the end of the tunnel, which is obviously much needed because there is no roadmap. There is no A to B. No. But there are great opportunities, I think, as, as you and I both learned and many people in Canterbury learned throughout a terrible disaster, there is great opportunity. Uh, to reinvent, to pivot, uh, and to evolve. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, And a lovely thing to do is get a a mentor along beside you, someone who will just help you. Do you know, a lot of it, as you get through your shock and the grief, Mm. is keeping your mind strong. So you need someone who, who is really positive in your life or who helps keep you accountable, someone you respect where you can just ask what you want from them and it might be that you unpacking things. You know you know how you might build a big story up. If mm-hmm. you can unpack that and have someone where you actually speak out loud and then have them help you repack it, but in a much more positive and <laughs> vibrant way, yes. then um, that's a key to keep moving forward because often our barriers in life are our mindsets. Yep. So I, I think that's another really good thing. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. And and you know, look, please, 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 don't listen to the naysayers. Yeah. Don't listen to the doom and gloom merchants, because I'm a firm believer that you create your own reality and perception, and you need to have good people around you who are positive and and full of hope. Mm. Yeah. So 
with that, I think I turned the TV off for a good six months. <laughs> <laughs> and the social media. Yes. And just focused in on what we could control, what what our, yeah. our to-do lists, what we were up to and focused in. But I'll tell you one thing is look at your customers. We changed our entire business um, mm-hmm. because we were listening to our customers and we were seeing them work till nine at night, exhausted, coming in the door and then arguing with their wives because their wives hadn't done the books or, or whatever, or the wives wanted to do the books and wanted the husband to sit down and do invoicing. So we put in a lot of different products into our business just to help people um, survive. Yes. And so listen to your customers. Find out what's going on for them. Yeah, their pain points and how you can help make it easier for them. Because right. there's a whole lot of stuff that they can realistically shed themselves of to focus on the the core recovery of the of the business. Yes. So Louise, and thinking about business owners um, moving forward and some of the things they should be doing, can you give us uh, some in, in the listeners some practical tips uh, that you've learned from hard one experience of what sorts of things they should be doing? Yeah. So some of the things we saw is write um, write everything via email with your uh, insurance company. Keep an email trail, uh, that's very important, rather than just over the phone. Um, Keep your terms of trade um, in place and have people sign it because EQC were up to four years in sometimes paying their bills. Mm. And there was disputes everywhere and so much money got written off with um, EQC. So I think the important part there is if your client says or customer is going to say that the insurance company or EQC are going to pay, mm-hmm. you actually need a pre-order number from that company, whether EQC or from the insurance company. And if they don't, you need something signed to say that that customer will be the one who ends up paying for it. Yes. So make sure your terms of trade are all still signed. I know it's hard when you're turning up to places and they've just been distraught and they're upset, but... And this is this is hard, but business has to carry on because mm. otherwise, unless you may be actually happy to do that job for nothing, because you you've got to be prepared that you will not get paid for it if you don't yep. have your terms up front. Yes. Um, and continue to keep your jobs profitable and really watch prices increasing in your area because everything is going to be in such demand. Mm. Um, and the other thing is rents are likely to fly up in value. So get your employees, make sure they have their um, rental properties and long-term leases if possible mm-hmm. um, because that'll all go up as well. Uh, keeping receipts, keep receipts for everything. Um, everything you buy, you'll need receipts for because you actually have to end up passing it all on to the insurance company. And they, oh my God, the, I had, it would have been an A4 ream full of photos mm. and um, um, receipts and things we had to put through to the lawyer, I mean, to the insurance company. Yes. So keep receipts, keep photos of everything that is damaged. Why it's fresh in your mind, write a list of everything that has been destroyed or um, um, disappeared. Yep. Uh, try and take um, a, a memory. And it, that might take a long time. It took a mm. long time to do that. It was probably about three months putting something like that together. Right. So okay. um, spend the time that is needed on that. Yes. Okay. 
So do your homework, make sure you're keeping records of what you're doing, what you're spending, yes. uh, photos of, of uh, damage or, or, or things of that nature, your terms of trade, getting those signed off and agreed to uh, mm. in case uh, EQC or the insurer doesn't agree to pay up uh, and making sure uh, that, that at the end of the day the business is still profitable whilst keeping an idea, uh, eye sorry, on on runaway costs and those sorts of things. Excellent, yeah. Good yeah. summary. Yeah, great. Excellent. That's okay. some great tips, Louise. Thank you. Well, look, um, that's our time for today. Uh, that was just bang on. My alarm's just gone off on my phone. There you go. Excellent. So, um, Louise, just before we wrap up today, um, I think you uh, made an offer um, for those people listening out there that you're um, happy to help do a disaster recovery plan for businesses. Yes, but as what I'd like to do yep. is um, do it with their accountant. With their accountant. So yep. then their accountant can, what, what I pass over, mm-hmm. can carry on and keep in the community and yes. with that accountant. And so they can keep helping their clients. Cool. Um, yes, I'd love to do that. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, so that's a wonderful offer, Louise. How do people get hold of you if they want to take you up on that oh, idea? So um, so our website's, or just um, louise at, at asl.co.nz. Yes. So L-O-U-I-S-C, louise at asl.co.nz. And pop into our website, um, www.asl.co.nz, now, there's, I actually, after a year of being in business, uh, after the earthquake, I wrote out what I thought were the key things to run a successful business, and I wrote that a year after the earthquake because I saw businesses close, mm. um, walk away, I saw others thrive, and it was looking at it going, right, what makes a successful business? And so I wrote out this checklist, which I actually have on the resources area, Go have a look, and wherever you're putting a no to, if it's high up, because I've listed it in importance, mm-hmm. think about it. And one yeah. of them is actually being adaptable and flexible, and that's quite high up. Yeah. Um, so have a go and just see what it is you might need to work on or to assist you. And it may be something easy that you could just go to the bank and have them help you. Mm. So, Fantastic. So that's in the resources section of the, the asl.co.nz website. That's it. Yep. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Yeah. I did a similar thing uh, post-COVID um, pandemic, things I learned about oh. a successful business. So, yeah, Great. so that's that's, so that's got, on your website? No, it's not. So you've caught me short there, Louise. Oh, wow. I'm going to have so to do that. So they have to email you, do they? They will. They have to email they will. you to get it. <laughs> they will. Brad at godfreyslaw.co.nz uh, if you want that. So my, my musings post-pandemic. Excellent. Great. Look, Louise, thank you so much for your time today. I know you're a busy uh, woman. You've got a a busy um, uh, practice down there at uh, ASL just down the road. You've got a fantastic team of professionals who you work with, uh, and it's great to have you on the podcast again. So thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Cheers.